0: you're listening to fit girl your guide to getting in shape this is podcast episode number 187 enemy cardio supplements and investing in yourself i'm kira langolf your host and guide to getting in shape as a professional fitness trainer it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape-up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. In this episode, is cardio your enemy? Ways to combat the negative effects of cardio and how to invest in yourself. So how is your program going right now? Are you doing weight training, cardio? Are you doing a combination of both? You know, I still see the same mistakes being made at the gym of people doing way too much cardio and really just kind of half-heartedly doing their weight training or skipping it all together. And I don't know about you, I'd rather spend time doing the weight training knowing that it's going to keep my metabolism up, burn more calories, and it's just not quite as boring as cardio. But there's another reason why you want to focus on your strength training instead of just cardio. And that is because cardio can have some damaging effects to your body. Now, we usually think of cardio as a way to burn fat, a way to lose weight, a way to condition your heart. But there are other ways to do that, and it can be done with weight training. Now you may be one of the people that have taken the surveys where I've found that the majority of you are doing more cardio than weight training. And hopefully by now, since you've been listening to the podcast, you know that you should be doing your weight training and maybe you're doing more of it now, but you're probably still doing more cardio than you need to be. Now when you think of cardio, you think of fat loss and and better health, better cardiovascular health. Now, does cardio work for those things? Well, yes, to a point, but it has a greater cost on your entire body and your long-term health. Now, I know this probably sounds completely the opposite of everything you're used to hearing, but it's going to make a whole lot of sense when we get to the end of this. And of course, I'm never going to say something unless there are studies out there to back it. And there's plenty of studies to back the fact that cardio is not necessarily your best way to lose body fat. And it's not necessarily the best thing for your body either. Now, that's not certainly going to stop people from changing the way they do everything. But the more knowledge you have, the better. So let's take a look at what cardio or aerobic training can do to your body. Now, When we say cardio, we think of being on the treadmill or the elliptical, maybe even um, endurance running. Aerobic training is anything that is going to require oxygen. Now here's some of the things, some of the negative effects. It puts stress on your adrenal glands. You can have chronic elevated cortisol levels. It could possibly lower testosterone and it may hinder reproduction. It can shrink reproductive organs. It creates oxidative stress. It can cause persistent inflammation. It can lower your peak power output, which is very important if you're an athlete. And it actually leads to a catabolic state in the body. Now this is the muscle wasting state. So if you wanna lose muscle, which is gonna lower your metabolism, then go do your cardio. But if you wanna keep your muscle so that your metabolism is high all the time and you don't have to worry about what you eat and you can still look great, then, focus on your weight training instead of cardio. Now I know it's not easy to change your mindset when you're used to doing cardio all the time or maybe prioritizing it. And I I gotta tell you, it wasn't easy for me to make that switch or for many of my clients, but you know what, we're all glad that we did because now we can spend less time in the gym and eat more and eat some of the things that we're not supposed to and still stay in shape. And again, it's a little bit of resistance in the beginning, but once you start to see the results, you're, you're just going to say, why didn't I do this before? Why was I doing so much cardio when all I had to do was this weight training? But anyways, let's get back to some of the negative effects that this aerobic training can have on you. Now, I know that some of the things I just listed may sound a little more scientific and not make as much sense. So Let's break it down with some of these common misconceptions of aerobic exercise, and the first one being that it is the best thing for fat loss. Well, in actuality, studies have shown that aerobic training is not the best for fat loss because it actually creates an environment where your muscle is degraded, is lost. It spikes your cortisol levels, which is your stress levels. And even though you're burning calories, the amount of calories you're burning are really not enough to offset this catabolic hormonal environment or basically to offset the fact that you're losing your metabolically active muscle. That would be one big reason not to do or not to focus on your aerobic training. The second one is something else that's always in the media. Premature aging. Nobody wants to age faster than they need to or have to, but long-term aerobic training both at an elite level and also as a recreational activity has been shown to actually lead to chronic inflammation, you know, know, those sore knees and sore joints that you have and elevated cortisol levels, which are your stress levels, which you certainly don't want to have any more than you need or any more than you already have. And why is this so bad? Well, it's because that chronic inflammation results in premature aging of your body tissues. So you may not see it on your face, but your body is prematurely aging because of that added stress. And that is also linked to heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. So for the recreational population that may do cardio from 20 to 45 minutes a few times a week, this is actually leading to those elevated cortisol levels and lower androgen hormones, increased inflammation, and most of the negative effects that I already listed and does very little to help with actual fat or weight loss. And yes, you did just hear me say that. There's actually a researcher named, I hope I can say it right, but his name is Steven Butcher and he wrote an article on this, entire subject called high intensity intermittent exercise and fat loss. And in this particular article, he actually stated right out the effect of regular aerobic exercise on body fat is negligible. Now you're probably saying, well, how come they do lots of cardio and people lose weight? Well, because the body starts to change, that doesn't mean it's good in the long term. But in the short term, yeah, they're burning more calories than they're taking in. It's new to their body and, you know, they do see changes. Now, let's take it to a different level. your elite and long distance athletes. And yes, they do tend to have lower body fat compared to the rest of the population. But research still shows that anaerobic athletes, such as sprinters and weight trainers, have even lower Body fat than long distance runners, and that's because they have more muscle, which helps burn fat, and because they do sprints that also burn fat. Also, studies have shown endurance athletes who perform strength training as part of their program have lower body fat than those who don't. So, it's not necessarily that you have to completely quit cardio, but if you're going to do it, you definitely want to also be doing your weight training. And we're going to get into some tips on how to negate the negative effects of cardio. Now, keeping everything in perspective, remember there are still some benefits to aerobic exercise for sedentary people and certain populations. But if you're looking to get those last five or 10 pounds off, that's probably not the best or most effective way for you to do it. The key here is that it's certainly better to do something, such as aerobic training, than do absolutely nothing nothing and the negatives can be avoided if you choose the right type of exercise which would be strength and anaerobic training and use some of the tips that I'm about to give you now first of all let me just ask you a quick question are you an endurance athlete or are you someone who wants to lose weight or stay in shape shouldn't you be training for what your goal is Certainly, if you're going to train for a marathon or you're going to run 26 miles, then yes, you're going to have to train differently than somebody who wants to lose weight or get in shape. So if you are the person that's trying to get in shape or stay in shape or lose weight, well, the bad news is that your aerobic training is not going to help you lose fat as well as your strength training can. And it's also going to help you lose muscle, which you don't want to do, and lower your power output and make you more inflamed as far as a long period of time. And, you know, we are in this for the long term, aren't we? Well, here's some good news, finally. There is some research-proven strategies that work to minimize these negative effects of aerobic training. And some of them are very simple. The first one being adding strength training to your aerobic program. Now, you may be doing that already, but you also may be doing too much cardio and not enough of the weight training or not heavy enough of the weight training. So Remember I said it was kind of hard uh, mentally to make the change from getting away from cardio and focusing more on the weight training, but the benefits were fabulous for not only myself, but all of my clients and um, members at my gym that I taught. This is the hardest thing to do, make that change, because it's so drastic and goes so against what you're used to doing. But once you do it and once you see those results, you're going to be glad that you did Now, you can do a few other things, uh, like some certain antioxidants you can add in and some other supplements, and we're going to get to that in the next section, in the nutrition section. But in the meantime, you can either stop the cardio for a while and focus only on your weight training, going for maybe 8 to 10 repetitions and shooting for multiple sets, kind of getting more into the high volume. Um, Think of it like a sprint. You know, your heavy weight is like a sprint. You're giving it an all out energy. You can't maintain it. So you're not gonna do 15 or 20 repetitions, but you are going to be able to rest a couple seconds and then do it again. So it's kind of like that sprint. Now, the other thing is that if you're gonna continue with your aerobic training, add some sprints to it and add the strength training to it as well. And be sure to be doing your strength training first while you're strong and focused, and that way, you can really get the muscles to work for you and burn more fat. And you don't have to do as much cardio afterwards. Try to cut back your cardio if you really have a problem eliminating it altogether. Now, just in case you need that scientific research to convince you that you should do more weight training than cardio training, let me review a few of them. Um, the first one is in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research. And they compared the inflammatory response of two resistance training protocols after six weeks. Now, both were um, a hypertrophy and a strength protocol were effective at reducing oxidative stress. Those are those free radicals and things that are flying around in your body. And at lowering the um, inflammatory biomarkers over pre-training levels. Hopefully that made sense, but basically they were it worked. Researchers also found that the aerobic athletes who added strength training to their programs lost body fat, while the aerobic athletes who only did aerobic training did not lose fat or lose body fat. Now, a second study was in the Scandinavian Journal of Medicine and Science in Sports, and yes, those are mouthfuls. And this showed that by adding strength training to the aerobic training programs, Performance was improved and also better body composition for elite athletes. And these are the athletes that are already at that high level. So, you know, for them to have significant changes is quite huge as far as the results. Now, in this study, they actually measured the body fat, uh, muscle cross-sectional area, and short and long-term endurance capacity in two groups of elite aerobic cyclists. Okay, so obviously we know these are people that really are at a very high level of aerobic capability. Now, the aerobic-only group performed their normal training, and then there was a second group of aerobic and strength training that did their normal training and a strength training program for 16 weeks. Now, what's interesting is that the researchers found that the aerobic strength training group decreased their body fat significantly by an average of 2%. Now, they are, these are already high-level athletes, so they're already pretty lean. Now, they quoted it as being from 12 to 10%, which is a lot for 16 weeks. And while the body fat remained unchanged in the aerobic-only group. Now, some other significant improvements that they found in the aerobic strength training group that weren't seen in the aerobics only group was the increased quadriceps strength. So they had stronger legs, and so these are cyclists, and of course, stronger is going to make them go faster as well. And their strengths had increased by about 12 percent, in case you wanted to know. And they also had better performance in their 45-minute time trials, and a slightly better performance in their five-minute time trials. So that means that they were not only able to have the short burst but they also had the endurance. Now interestingly enough there was no negative side effects of strength training for the aerobic strength group such as increased body weight or bigger muscles which they are very concerned about being the They are elite athletes and they don't want to, you know, have anything that's going to inhibit their performance. And a lot of times they mistakenly mistakenly believe that gaining strength is going to make them slower. And this just proved the opposite. Now there was also a third study. See, I told you there's a lot of research to back this up. This was in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research. And this provided strong evidence for never doing aerobic exercise without also performing strength training. Now, this article was a review of all the previously published evidence on the effects of combining aerobics and strength training. And the study found that adding strength training to aerobic programs increased performance, strength, and power. See, I told you everybody should do strength training. The main negative of the aerobic training alone was that compromised power output. Now, this is really critical for athletes, even even high school athletes, but especially those in sports such as basketball, football, tennis, anything where they need to have power. Now, you say, well, okay, but they have to have cardiovascular endurance, don't they? So what should they do? Well, intervals, sprints, both combinations are ideal for, for conditioning them and it's gonna give them better results with less stress on their body overall. Because we know that sprints have been shown to raise growth hormone and insulin-like growth factor one and produce that whole favorable testosterone to cortisol ratio. So it gets that environment there that is exactly what you want for power output. Now in the nutrition section, there's a couple of components that you can take that will also help negate some of the um, negative effects of cardio and help you recover faster. So we're going to get into that next. Now that you know that you need to do your weight training, let's see what we can add on the nutrition side to help prevent this muscle loss and to help you recover better so that you can have more intense workouts that really impact your metabolism. To protect yourself from the negative effects of aerobic training, you can add to your nutrition plan lots of antioxidants, and those are things like vitamin E, selenium, zinc, even red raspberries and cherries, and I'll go through a few more in a little bit. You can also take some creatine, and we're gonna talk about that, and you can also take omega-3s, which you might already be taking if um, you are really concerned about your joints and your skin and all of the other benefits that omega-3s have now you probably already know that antioxidants are important just for your general health and to help prevent some of those aging problems and just a whole slew of benefits but the antioxidants in your diet can also help you to fight inflammation and that oxidative stress that usually comes from aerobic exercise so whether you're taking them in the pill form Or eating the fruits that are high in antioxidants they're both going to be beneficial so fruits that are high in antioxidants are berries such as raspberries and strawberries and cherries and those are all recommended because not only have they been proven to have anti inflammatory effects on athletes but they also have those antioxidants which are so important with all of the different stresses that our bodies are going through so hopefully you're already taking those or they're combined into your multivitamin, but if not, definitely increase that if you're gonna to continue to do some cardio. Now, creatine, um, a lot of people get confused on. They think it's going to cause them to get bloaty and big and gain too much muscle. And I think that's really came from when it came out first and people were taking way too much of it and they're adding too much sugars and they didn't quite have the right balance like they do today so it just adding creatine to your post-workout shake or your pre-workout shake you can actually do it on either side of your workout is going to help also lower that inflammation that that chronic inflammation that can come from aerobic training now obviously if you have joint and knee and other places that are chronically inflamed well it's going to help that too so you kind of get that double whammy benefit. Now it's also going to give you a greater blood antioxidant content. So what that means is that the creatine is going to help get more of those antioxidants into your system. So it's going to be like a one-two punch with those antioxidants. And there's a whole lot of other benefits from using creatine such as your increased recovery some people find they get stronger they can um, get stronger faster they maybe feel the pump faster but some people don't really feel much at all so depending on how much creatine you take and I'm going to tell you how much you will either feel a lot or you'll just feel the benefit of hey I think I recovered faster or this workout doesn't seem as bad today Um, but keep in mind creatine is already in proteins it's not like some made-up chemical It's already in chicken, it's in meats, it's already in these things, but we don't necessarily get the right quantities to really impact the muscles like creatine can when you add some to your regular food. Now, you can take anywhere from 5 to 10 grams of creatine, or maybe start out with about 2 grams if you're a lightweight female, um, and play around with it. You know, more is not better. So you're always better to start off maybe with 2 or 3 grams for every single day for a week, and then maybe jump to 5 grams, and just take it little by little, because it will all help... And if you do too much, uh, you're going to spend too much time in the bathroom. So you definitely wouldn't want to go over 10 or 20 grams if you, um, let's say, are 150 pounds or less. So your body weight has a lot to do with it um, because of what your body can tolerate. So keep in mind, less is more, and just keep track of it like everything else you do with your workouts. And the benefits you're going to start seeing from the creatine, and again, you want to take it either before or after your workouts, and you can also take it on your non-workout days. Um, most of the time it comes in powder form, that's why it's easy to mix with a protein drink. But anyways, the benefits you're also going to see is you're going to have more, more power, you're going to have a greater capacity for work, so you're going to actually be able to do more before you get super tired. And you're going to have that elevated protein synthesis after your strength training. And that, of course, is when your body starts to grow and recover. So you're going to have an overall better performance from your weight training and better recovery. Now, just a little aside here, sometimes creatine also gets a bad name because uh, pro athletes will take it and they might be taking too much and they get dehydrated. And it's not usually the creatine that's really the problem. It's a bunch of other things in combination, and a lot of it does boil down to dehydration. So if you are supplementing with creatine, if it's just a couple of two grams, you know, you don't worry about it, but if you're going to be taking maybe five to ten, yes, you want to have more water, but you should be drinking lots of water anyway. Don't go out in the sun and engage in sports all day and then try to replenish your water with uh, caffeinated drinks or coffee or anything that's further dehydrating such as beer. That's another thing a lot of times people will do that and it's not the right thing. Replace it with water and you'll recover better and feel better. Now we get to the last thing that you can add to your diet that will help with the negative effects of aerobic training. And that is to supplement with those omega-3 fatty acids and they reduce inflammation. And it's been well known, well accepted that the omega-3s will help fight inflammation. So that's definitely something that you'll want if you're training hard, heavy, if you're doing a a sport, if you're training for um, a marathon or one of those mud things where you do the obstacle course, uh, anything that is requiring a lot of stress or if you're just stressed at work, because stress is stress, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, it's still gonna wear down your body and you definitely want to do whatever you can to help minimize the negative effects that stress can have. Now of course there is a study that was done to support this and it was actually done in 2009 and it is in the Journal of Lipids in Health and Disease. That's a new one to me too. And this study was actually focusing on the inflammation markers, or what they call inflammatory biomarkers, in men with a history of performing aerobic training. So it's quite a very specific study. And what they found was that there was oxidative stress caused by training, and that this can actually overwhelm the body's available antioxidant defenses, and it can damage tissues, and especially in the reproductive organs for men so yes there is a definite reason why men won't want to do cardio besides the fact that they're really not made for it and they prefer doing the weight training but anyways that's another story altogether let's talk quickly about the parameters that were actually used for the study and in this study the males were exercising three times a week for 30 minutes Now that doesn't seem like that much they were given a total of 4000 milligrams of omega-3s daily For six weeks and they continued to perform their regular aerobic exercise. So right there it kind of sounds like a normal diet, a normal amount of cardio, a normal amount of omega-3s. So what they found that the group that actually took those omega-3s had lower resting levels of inflammation after six weeks than the control group that didn't take any supplements. So if you weren't taking omega-3s before and you're a guy and you're doing cardio, then guess what? 4,000 milligrams daily is going to do you a whole lot of good on many different levels. Now, when you think about investments, you usually think about something giving a positive return. Yet, do you ever think about investing in yourself yourself? and the type of returns that you would want to see from that investment? And what does it really mean to invest in yourself? Well, have you ever noticed that when you're concerned with first aid, or even when you're flying in commercial airplanes, they're always telling you to help yourself first and then help other people? Well, why is that? Well, normally it's because if you're not composed or of the right mind, You can't help anybody else. So get yourself straight first before you help anyone else. Now in the real world, taking care of yourself or investing in yourself does not mean going to a spa pampering every single day. What it means is getting your mind straight, working on yourself, investing time in yourself to improve your quality of life so that you and everyone around you can enjoy life and the activities that go along with it. Now, of course, your biggest investment is going to be your health, because without your health, you're kind of useless. Think about when you're sick, right? So isn't it worth it? And aren't you worth it to invest some time in exercise for your health and for your frame of mind and stress release? Of course it is. It just is taking the time to put yourself ahead of some of these other things that tend to get in our way, or maybe they're not quite as much a priority as we make them out to be. So what does it really take to invest in yourself? How much money does it really cost? Well, it doesn't have to cost anything at all. Investing in yourself is just taking some time for you to improve yourself, whether it's mentally by learning something or taking a course or even just reading a book, or physically going for a walk or doing exercise or anything that helps you feel better or release your own stress. Now, of course, when it comes to exercise, if you're self-motivated, then you can probably exercise on your own um, and you can join a gym and do exercise there as well. But what if you're not motivated, or maybe you're just new to exercise and have no idea what you should do? Then yeah, pay for a gym membership, pay for some personal training sessions. A gym membership could cost anywhere from $10 to $50 a month. Personal training can go anywhere from $40 a session to $100 a session. A lot of times trainers will give you a break if you purchase multiple sessions which is a good idea because when you learn something a lot of times you don't remember every single aspect of it so being able to do it on your own for a little bit and then go back to the trainer to reassess and make sure that you're doing it correctly is very beneficial and remember this is an education that you will keep for a lifetime and especially if you pay for it you're going to be paying more attention and making sure you understand what's going on. Now I want to share with you some very interesting statistics. Did you know that about 90% of people who join a gym will quit within the first 90 days? Well, some statistics will say that it's more like 50% of the people who join a gym will quit in six months. But either way, that's a lot of people who quit. And most of the time, the underlying excuse is that they don't have time, or they don't know what to do, or this is my personal favorite, it didn't work. Well, that's completely wrong, because if you do exercise and you do it consistently, it's going to work. It may not drop you 100 pounds in two days, but you know what, it's gonna make you feel better. It's got so many other benefits that that's just the silliest thing to say ever. Obviously, not everybody falls into these categories. Some people really do have impossible schedules, and some people just really don't know what to do. But that's where a trainer can not only save you time, They can save you money in the long run because they can pinpoint what you need to do and you can go to the gym, do it, and be done. If you go by yourself, a lot of times people just wander around, they do a little of this, they do a little of that, and no wonder they don't get anywhere close to achieving their goals. Many people start out an exercise program or even just join a gym without having any idea what they're supposed to do. They don't have a pre-planned program, and they really don't give it any thought. But I tell you, a program made by a trainer with your goals and time structure um, taken into account is going to keep you motivated and get your results and help you stay on your schedule. So it's not that you have to go it alone. Certainly, yeah, there's other things you can follow that you can find. But you know what? There's something about having that trainer there that you can go back and ask a question to. Now, hiring a trainer may not seem like an affordable option for some people, but you know what? There are ways to make it work. Now, for example, group training. Some trainers will take two to four people at the same time if they're working towards the same goal, and this lowers the cost and makes it easier for you to stick to your plan. Now, when I'm doing that with people, I usually tell them that they're not going to get as much one-on-one attention because obviously there's two, three, four other people. So they're maybe not going to get the same type of workout that they would on their own, but they're still going to be learning the exercises, getting a workout done, and getting their results faster. And obviously they're going to be saving a little money and have that camaraderie with their other friends that they're doing the workout with. Now, it's always of value to have a trainer assess your goals and make sure they're realistic and take your measurements and body fat and design a program for you because that's what trainers do. You know, we are the experts that can tell you how to get to where you want to go faster. And as you know, if everybody knew the answer, everybody would be in shape. But everybody's not in shape. Your Your friend that said this program worked, who's now 20 pounds heavier, is not the expert. Obviously, you know, that program didn't work because they're back to where they were. So, you know, get some professional help. Now, maybe you can't afford a trainer every day, but maybe you can once a month to get your program revised. And you know what? A lot of times I have people do this because they're experienced. You know, they know what to do. They're just not committed to doing it, but they know if they have to come see me in four weeks and show me their training log and show me their food journal that they're going to have to do it. Because if they come and they show me nothing, they're paying for a session for me to sit there and shake my finger at them. So it gives them that extra motivation to say, I've got to do this because I've got somebody checking up on me. And maybe you schedule for a nutrition review or a measurement-taking session. Maybe it's once every two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever. Most trainers want you to succeed, and we want to work with you and whatever is realistic. So if you really can only afford X, and we can say, okay, that'll give you one month once a week for an hour, then there you go. But we're going to do what we can to get you the best shape possible— with the most information possible so that you can maintain these things on your own. You're not meant to be held by the hand the whole time. You know, we want to educate you so that you know why you're doing what you're doing and that you'll be able to maintain it because you understand what's going on. Now, I've recently had a lot of requests and emails for doing one-on-one training with people who are all over the country, all over the world, and they want an assessment. And obviously, I can't sit there and measure them, but I can review their program, we can do a Skype, and I can look at their body type and tell them what the best exercises are for their particular goals, and I can help them work through a schedule or a nutrition plan or all of the above so that they have a good set plan that is Really reasonable and something that they can follow that works for their particular demands in their life. Now, not everybody needs to have a custom program, they don't always need to be one on one. A lot of people I do via email, just they give me their goals, uh, their background. I have a couple of uh, questionnaires that I have them fill out so that I can get some good information and that from there I can write up the program and we keep in contact each week so that I know they're staying on track and that they're pushing themselves and setting the right weights because I can tell where your weights should be. Once you start that after that first week, yes, we trainers know what weights you should be using. Now, if you're new to the podcast, you may have heard me talk about Club Fit and you may be wondering what it is. And I know I've said that I'm in the process of revising it, but it's still up and running and available. And let me explain what that is all about. It's basically a gym with a training program that you can visit whenever you want at your own leisure. Now, what I've done is I've taken the actual program that has helped hundreds of people drop weight and inches and you can see some of those results on the websites and I've put it into a format that is affordable and something that you can track and of course is easy to follow. I want people to be able to get in shape regardless of their budget. And this program has worked for so many people and it's so well proven that it's just gotta get out there. I've gotta have more people doing it because you know what, it works. And it really enhances your life, not just by giving you more time to do other things, but by finally getting you the results that you want. Now, here's how Club Fit works. Depends on which program you're using. So either every month or every two weeks, you gain access to new workouts. And these workouts have the photos of the exercises that you're supposed to be doing, also has the information as far as how many sets and repetitions and certain tips to help you get more out of each exercise. And there's also a log that you can print as well. So there's no excuse for not tracking things or not knowing what to do. Because the exercises also have some links to videos on a partner site that shows you exactly what you should be doing for the exercise. So it's a no-brainer. All you have to do is follow it. And the best thing is that it gets proven results. Most people will drop from anywhere from two to four inches in just the first couple of weeks because they're prioritizing their weight training, they're doing the exercises that actually work, and they see results, so they keep going. And it's been great to see all of these before and afters that people send me. Now, the things that I'm updating at Club Fit are the database library of exercises so that you can see the proper form for every exercise that I'm recommending with me doing it because there's a, a couple of exercises that I'm not quite in agreement with as far as how they're executed because I think there could be some confusion. Not that they're wrong on the partner side. It's just that sometimes I think they might give you the wrong idea. And there's a bunch of exercises that I think are great that aren't, Even on there so kind of getting our own database up there so that you have that one-stop reference right there on the website and then of course being able to download some of the workouts so that you can actually listen to them as you go through them through the gym so I would be telling you exactly what to do changing the weight telling you to stretch right now all of the motivation factors and instruction factors all in one whether it's on video or audio so there'll be two different versions and then of course adding in the meal structure, meal plan so that you can get those added benefits of the recovery from eating the right foods. And of course, boosting your metabolism by eating the right things at the right time. In the meantime, you can get these audio workouts at the pro shop, at the fitnessmakeover.com pro shop. And those are downloadable and you can use them every other day for your workouts or whatever so they come in different forms some are full body some are just legs and basically you put your headphones on and I'm telling you what to do that way you don't look silly in the gym you get a great workout you don't have to talk to anybody else and you're probably going to get more done in less time now also make sure to check out coachkira.com that website has come from the people asking me for custom training and Skype training and just much more one-on-one attention. So if you feel like you're lost or you're not quite sure where to turn and you need help with whether it's your nutrition plan or your um, training or just your mindset, then go ahead, take a look. There's probably a program that will work for you. If not, then email me and we'll figure something out. Wow we sure did cover a lot in this episode and I hope I didn't completely freak you out with the fact that cardio is not necessarily the best thing for fat loss but hopefully I also put some thoughts in your head about changing up your routine and maybe doing a little bit of your own research on what is best for fat loss and sometimes you just got to take that leap of faith and know that It does work if you cut out the cardio and start really focusing on the weight training. It's worked for me. It's worked for many of my clients and it's great to spend less time in the gym and get better results. So here's what I want you to do. Share your thoughts on the Facebook page, which is Fit Girl USA, and let me know what kind of things you want to hear on a podcast and what you think about some of the topics that we've covered today. Now, if you want to pick my brain or you want to have me make a program for you and help you get through some of these sticking points, go to CoachKira.com and check out your options. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, Visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.